has been our month of thanksgiving, and we've learned a lot about thanksgiving. And one of the things that Reverend Gloria talked about is that gratitude is not something that comes natural to all of us. You know, as human beings, we are not naturally grateful. So it's something that you should endeavor to consciously say that I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to appreciate. Amen. And he, she also mentioned that gratitude is a spiritual, it's a sign of spiritual growth. It's not everybody that is thankful. It's not everybody. So if you have that posture and that heart, it shows that you are growing. Amen. But today, I want to talk about a subject of have titled, A Thankful Heart. Say, A Thankful Heart. A Thankful Heart. You know, you have to have a thankful heart. And it's something that all of us need. All of us need to have a thankful heart. Amen. The first thing I want to say about a thankful heart is that a thankful heart is never weary of thanksgiving. A thankful heart is never weary of thanksgiving. Now, today you have to really help me. Eh? A thankful heart is never weary of thanksgiving. It's never weary of thanksgiving. Psalm 34, verse 1. Psalm 34, verse 1. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Fasting the peace for me. Yeah. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. A thankful heart is never weary. You see, you should not get weary of giving thanks to God. And you should not get weary of being grateful. Amen. So David is saying that I will bless the Lord at all times. The issue with most of us is that we are thankful when it is very fresh in our minds. Very fresh and when the grace or the favor or the prosperity or the blessing is so fresh in our minds, that's when we are thankful. But when it becomes something that, oh, I'm now living in that particular blessing, you don't see the need of thanking God anymore. Suddenly, you want to move to another level and try to see if there is another blessing that you need to be able to pinpoint before you are thankful. What am I trying to say? So let's say maybe you are married, you have children, God has blessed you with a job, God has blessed you with this. God has blessed you with that. Suddenly, when you are thanking, when you say, when you come to church, you say, let's begin to thank God. You don't see you being married as something that you should thank God anymore because it's, as far as you are concerned, it's expired. That, that, that thanksgiving has, it's expired. The day that I got married was the day I thank God for it and it is no more. Amen. But we should not be wary of thanksgiving. There should be nothing about us that we see, say that, like, I can't thank God for it anymore. Yeah. It, it should not happen. Every, every time you should be thankful for the things that in your mind you consider to pass. It should not always be fresh, like, oh. Yeah, that's why anytime you come to church and you raise the prayer of thanksgiving, people don't know what to say. Because as far as they are concerned, there's nothing new. Oh, last week I came, I thank God. And I've gone to the, I've not seen anything new. So what, what am I going to thank God for? By forgetting that your life is still with you. 
And it is, it is actually a new thing that is being renewed every morning, I tell you. Because some people's own expired last night. You know that. Mm. Really? Oh, wow. I saw a quote of him this morning. I'm like, why? Okay, then it makes sense. Amen. The requirement for thanksgiving is life. The requirement for thanksgiving is not a new thing or a new blessing or a new provision or a new favor or a new breakthrough or a new door, but it's life. Psalm 146 verse 2. Psalm 146 verse 2. And 146 verse 2. He says, while I live, I will praise the Lord. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. While I live. While I live. So, a, a thankful heart is never weary of thanksgiving. Amen. A second thing is that a thankful heart expresses thankfulness in every duty. Every duty. A thankful heart expresses thanksgiving in every duty. Amen. <laughs> okay. Philippians chapter 4. I think I have to do it from here. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It says that, the Bible says that, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with what? Thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known. So it's like the thanksgiving is more like the spice to it. In everything. So thankfulness, thankfulness, Thankful heart expresses thankfulness in every duty. I, I've, I've written here that in petition, we express our necessities. In thanksgiving, we declare God's excellence. A lot of us have a lot of petitions. A lot of petitions. A lot of petitions. And in the petition, we are declaring our necessities. God, I want this. God, I want that. God, I want this. God, I want that. But in our thanksgiving, we are just proclaiming God's excellence. And his excellence is not dependent on what he has done or not done for you. It is dependent on him being God. So in every duty, wherever you are, and you know, it's not just this thanksgiving thing, it's not just even unto God alone, but even to our, our family members, your mother, your father, your you know, you become so familiar with a lot of people that we are not able to say thank, thank you. You know, there are certain things that, you, you know, you say thank and the person will be like, oh, wow, this person has changed because it's not, it's not something that I, I, I expect this person, I never expected this from this person. Yeah. But a thankful heart is always grateful. Amen. <laughs> the third one is that a thankful heart expresses thanksgiving in every condition. Every con so the second one was a thankful heart expressed thanksgiving in every duty. The third one is that a thankful heart expressed thanksgiving in every condition. Whether it's in a good condition 
or in a bad condition or a terrible condition. A thankful heart expresses what? Thanksgiving. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. From the verse 16, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ. In everything, in every condition, in every condition, in every condition, in every condition, in every condition. Because if you want to make our thanksgiving conditional, then there, 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 sometimes there could even be a month you will not thank God. Or even a year. Or even more. Because this particular thing you prayed about, God has not answered. So the, 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 that means he's, that he, he's not worthy of your thanksgiving. But the, with or without, whether he gives to us or he does not give to us, it is it, it, the condition does not change anything. Amen. Yeah. Job chapter 1 verse 21. Job chapter 1 verse 21. Okay. Wow. It's gotten the place now. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In every condition, in every condition, in every condition, in every condition. I've written here that our tears should not and cannot drown our praise. Our tears. You know, sometimes our tears is like a seed that we are just, we are, we are swimming and actually we are, it, it is taking us away. We are drowning in it. So it's taking away our praise. Some of us, we owe God a lot of thanksgiving. Yeah. We have a backlog. We have, we are cut, we, we've cut God short of thanksgiving. In Luke chapter 17, verse 17, Jesus said, where are the nine? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? He said, so Jesus answered and said, where were there not ten claims, but where are the nine? So today, Jesus is asking you and I, where are the nine things I've done that you are not even acknowledging? And it's the only one thing that you are, you keep coming to me, telling me, I've not done this, I've not done this, I'm not, where are the nine? In some of us, our cases, it will be even, where are the 99? Because there's so much that God has done. A thankful heart, there's no condition. And you see, Jesus counted the people he healed. And you, you can be sure that when Jesus was healing these 10 people, there were a lot of people around him. But he had time to count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And he went, because Jesus is one of the busiest men ever to live. He went about doing a lot of duties. When this guy came back, he realized that it was actually 10 people. So God in your life knows all the things that he's doing. So as you are coming with petitions upon petitions upon petitions, he's asking, where are the nine? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Second Chronicles chapter 32, verse 25. Second Chronicles chapter 32, verse 25. Second Chronicles chapter 32. But Hezekiah did not repay according to the favor shown him 
for his heart was lifted up. Therefore, wrath was looming over him and over Judah and Jerusalem. When God, you know, King Ezekiel was the one that Isaiah went to him, told him that prepare your household, you are going to die. God extended his years by 50. And this, this is how he's repaying. The Bible said, but King Hezekiah did not repay according to the... So just God is asking that I did this. Have you done a proportion of thanksgiving? This guy forgot. According to the favor shown him, God has shown you a nice favor. From general till now. Hmm. Because you've not gotten the guy, you think that there's no favor shown you. Hmm. My goodness. Hmm. Hmm. I've written here that many of us have tears in our eyes, complaints in our mouth, but few of us have songs in our hearts and praise to God. A lot of complaints, a lot of tears in our eyes. Yeah. But few, few, if not even few, few, few have songs in our hearts to sing to God. Have songs in our hearts to sing to God. Okay. The fourth one, a thankful heart or thanksgiving is a more noble and distinguishing part of God's worship. It's very noble and it's something that actually distinguishes us from a lot of things. Most times, it is our needs that send us to prayer. But an honest, it will take an honest heart to go to God with thanksgiving. Our needs, most, most times that we go into prayer. Actually, for some, for some of us, for God to get us in our closet, he has to pinch us small. For us to go through some turbulence times, then suddenly we'll go on to prayer. Otherwise, we, once life is good and everything, we don't pray. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, it will take a very honest person to say that I'm going to God today. And the reason why I am going to God today is to lift my hands and say that, Father, I thank you. Yes. Amen. And actually, in petition... We behave like men because men, we are always in petition. We are sending petition to court. We are sending petition to parliament. We are sending petition to our bosses. We are sending petition to our mothers. We are sending petition. Husbands are sending petition to their wives. Wives are sending petition to their... It's a lot. Yeah. Yes. A lot of issues are always being discussed and a lot of problems are being solved. So in, 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 in petition, in, 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 in our petition... We behave like men. But in our thanksgiving, but in our thanksgiving, we behave like angels. Why? Because angels, that's all that they do. All that they do is thanking God, worshiping him, saying hallelujah, praise and honor be to him. That's all that, because they don't have any other issue. But we too, as human beings, all that we do is petition. We are into petitions and issues. Yeah. Some of us actually overcame some issues to be here this morning. Because if not, if you decided to go by the issues, you will not come. Yeah. yeah. God bless you. You, you. you are changing into an angelic being. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I speaking to somebody? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anytime that you are sending petitions, hey, I'm behaving like a man. I'm behaving like a man. I'm behaving like a man. <laughs> 
that once you are sending praise, adorations unto God, your being is changing. Haven't you realized people who are very thankful are different? Even when you are around them, the environment, their environment is very different. Argumentative and people who like petitions, their, their environment is very toxic. Hey, you can't even live there. You can't. I'm not saying you don't have petitions. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying today that if there's anything that we should take into 2022, it's supposed to be a thankful heart. Because, it's, it, you know, a thankful heart sees issues differently than the way somebody who does not have a thankful heart sees it. It is a very serious thing. Hmm. The reason why I said that thanksgiving is a very noble act is that there are so many things that we do that actually the demons they also do. Yes. We talk about God. Satan can also talk about it. When Satan met Jesus, he was quoting scriptures. So talking about God is not something that distinguishes you from the enemy. It was, when, you, when we are talking about believing, the Bible says in James chapter 2, verse 7, it says they believe and not tremble. So for believing alone, you cannot use that as your basis that you are different from any Satan. No, you are not. Satan actually believes and trembles. So that your belief is not what is distinguishing you from the enemy. Yeah. You being religious, the Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 11, verse 14, that he's able to turn himself into an angel of darkness. So your religious posture is not changing you from what the enemy can do. But one thing that we can do, you know, the one thing that we, we can do that the enemy cannot do is like what Moses could do that the magicians could not do. It's thanksgiving. Because the enemy, they don't bless. They blaspheme. They don't thank. They, they, they blame. So thanksgiving heart is a very noble part of our being, a noble part of our worship to God that the enemy cannot. Since he left worshiping God, he has never done it till today. So that's what makes it very noble. And so once you join that club of thanksgivers, you've suddenly left a portion that the enemy cannot join. That's why the enemy is always trying to make it difficult for you to be somebody who is thankful and somebody who gives thanks to God. Yeah. Yeah. He wants us to complain. Once you are complaining, you join his club fully. We've paid our monthly dues and we are are in it fully complaining, 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 complaining. But a thankful heart is not like that. Yeah. And actually, ingratitude is a very serious thing. Yeah. It's a serious, serious issue. Ingratitude to God and ingratitude to men. Yeah. And even that, I saw a scripture and I was scared. I was like, wow. It's like God does not even easily forget ungrateful people. He does not easily forget. Yeah. Julius Caesar was killing. When he found him to be ungrateful, he, he just, he said that this guy should not exist. You, you are gone. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 7. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 7. Yeah, let me see the King James. Okay. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 7. How shall I pardon you for this? And why? Your children have forsaken me 
and is sworn by those that are not gods. When, when, okay, when I had fed them to listen to what God is saying, God is saying that how can I pardon these people? How can I forget what these people have done? And what is the reason? He said, when I had fed them to the full, then they committed adultery and assembled themselves by the troops in the harlot's house. When I, I the Lord, had fed them to the full, then suddenly they are paying me back with adultery. Yeah. When God had fed you to the full, when God had provided, for, because you know, actually, our current situation now is mostly a prayer we were praying some years back. Yeah. If you are, if you are okay, honest to yourself, my situation now was like a five-year prayer topic. Hey, and it was not a joke. Like now you are living in it. That's why I started by saying that a thankful person should not be wary of thanksgiving. Because if you actually is able to sit down and recollect a lot of things, you realize that it is a blessing. Even though it's not everything that you want that has been. But remember this scripture. They said, God, God said, I fed them to food. And you know, like we say in economics, human beings, it's like when you are being filled, then suddenly you increase your container. When you are being filled, so suddenly it's like it's never been full. You know that one? Yeah. Because your, your container, suddenly you yourself have been enlarging your container. Enlarging your container. Enlarging your container. Yeah. yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So let's look at this part that we are done. So how may I know whether I am a right, why, how may I know whether I am rightfully, I am rightly thankful? Yeah. How may I know? How may I know? When, whether I am right. So I started by letting you know what a thankful heart is. But I'm just going to talk about how I will know whether I am rightly thankful. Whether, whether I have that heart. How may I know? How may I know? The first one is that I, when I am rightly thankful, when I am careful to register God's mercies. You know, you are rightly thankful when you are careful, careful, careful to register God's mercies. The hymn writer says that count your blessings, name them one by one. It's there and then that you know what? What the Lord has done. Sometimes we don't sit down to just count. And, and, and sometimes we are very short-sighted even in the mercies and the blessings and the grace that God has shown us. If you really sit down to count, you realize that if he has done more than you are thinking of. He has done far more than what you are considering. And what happens is that most times the current situation becomes so huge and so enormous that we don't even consider the other things around. Amen. But if you sit down to register, register, sit down, mark your register one. So that's why sometimes it's good that when you are praying, you write. Yeah, you write. This book, I've written some prayers and I have prayed, pending, answered. Yeah. Oh, you see, I can show you. I can show you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that sometimes we have to do that. We are very, very forgetful group of people. Yes, yeah, yeah. 
Have you seen it? So I'm not here. You see that? So the column shows that it is prayed on, answered prayer, pending. You have to be careful to register. You have to register God's mercies to make you thankful. Because if you don't consciously take a step towards it, you know, because Reverend Gloria told us that naturally we are not grateful people. Our natural disposition is petitions, like I told you. When you are into petitions, you are a human being. You see, like, you are fully operating as a human being. When you enter the realm of thanksgiving, you become an, an angelic being. Because we, we don't do that. Amen. First Chronicles chapter, I'm going to show you what David did. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 4. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 4, King James. King James. And he appointed, that is David, and he appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord. And to what? Record and to thank and to praise the Lord God of Israel. David appointed certain people and their role is what? To record. Record. Mark. This is what God has done. And, and to thank and to praise. Group of people being selected. Your whole duty is that you, you are into recording of and thanking and praising God. Yeah. You don't have that caliber. You are not like in David. So you yourself, you have to do that work. You can't apply anybody. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't appoint yourself. David appointed certain people, but you appoint yourself, please. Yeah, because you can't put the person. So appoint yourself. It's not a joke. You know, sometimes when some people are working in certain levels of blessing, they have consciously prepared themselves and consciously doing certain things that is making them see that thing. So when you say David is a man after God's heart, these are some of the things. Can you even think of you thinking, oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, which king in the Bible did has appointed somebody, not, not just to say Levites, so it could even be, I don't know the number, but the Bible said Levites. So it could be five, it could be six, it could be seven. And, and their role is that they are into recording, not history, recording and thanking and praising God. Why? Because we are all very, very, like I said, very, very forgetful beings. So we have to really do something very contrary to what we are doing to be able to thank God. Amen. Why? Because in Psalm 106, verse 13, the Bible says, they soon forget. They soon forgot. They soon forgot his works. They do not wait for it. They soon forgot. So when you are forgetting, remember that it's not just you. All of us, we soon forget. We soon forget. Amen. So how may I know? Number one, when I am careful to register God's message. Number two, when our hearts are the chief instrument in the music of praise. When our hearts, your heart is the chief instrument. Your heart is the chief instrument. Your heart is the chief instrument. Psalm 111 verse 1. Yes. Creating a lot of scriptures here. Psalm 111 verse 1. 
the Bible says, I will praise, praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with what? My whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. When your whole heart, your heart, is where the praise and the thankfulness is emanating from, then you know that you are rightly thanking God. It's not just a mouth, uh, what do you call it? Just using, just saying things that you don't mean. You yourself, you know that you don't mean what you're saying. And, and actually, you know, if me, it's me that you are, you are, you are saying, oh, I thank you for this, and you don't mean it, I will not know unless God reveals it to me. But you cannot go and thank God, and it's not from, God is just, just, you know, just, you just, yeah. There's no true praise without a heart. There's no true praise. You know, David did not just tune his violin. He also tuned his heart. You know, it's not just getting the key right, but getting your heart right as well. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote here that where the heart is not involved, the parrot is a good singer as you. The parrot is the good, because the parrot too can sing. You get it? The parrot, <laughs> the parrot too can sing. The fire does not involve the heart. So remember that any time you are praising God without your heart. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, but I tell you, your heart, your, you know, and most times, if it comes from the heart, it shows even in physically for everybody to see. Because it's coming from a deep place. But if it's coming from just words that you are putting together, mixing together, no. Not unto God, please. It will not work. How will I know that I am right, rightly thankful? Number three, when the favors and the blessings which we receive endear us more to love God. When the favors and the blessings that we receive endear us to love God the more. To love God the more. Not the other way around. You are rightly thankful. When the favors is actually bringing you closer to God. Because what we normally see is that the favors and the blessing that we receive is actually taking us away. Yeah. So it should, it's supposed to be the other way that when you are receiving the blessing, then you are getting closer to God the more. That should be your heart desire as you enter 2022. Don't let it be that that job is taking you from God. That wife or husband or child or, or whatever or what is taking you up. No. It should rather draw you closer. Most of us come for prayer. We are here for prayer. We are here for online. Just when we don't have much to do. As soon as the, the, the problem that God created for himself was to bless you. No, 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 you don't, you don't. No, you can't sing in the choir. When we did not have much to do, that's when you called us, we were following you like <laughs> a sheep and <laughs> Now our time is worth a lot. Pastor? Pastor? You want me to come and sit here for two hours for choir rehearsal? Yeah. When I come, 
You know, do you know how much I'm worth an hour? When I go to work, they pay me 50 pounds an hour, and even that, I don't want to sit. Here? Just for somebody to come and say, you are singing too fast, you are singing too slow. Remember that the blessing, the favor, should bring you closer. 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 Yeah. Because you know, God, in, God, in God there are wells. The more you get close, the more you, you, are, you are getting deeper, deeper. What you've seen is nothing. You've not seen anything. Don't, don't, don't let it cause you to. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Psalm 116 verse 1. You know, Psalm 116 is about the deliverance and the, deli- the deliverance God gave to David from the attacks of Saul and all that. So when David realized that his life has been spared, he decided to clench more closer. Clench. You know, the other day, Jesus asked Peter, he said, ask the disciples that Are you also going to leave in John chapter 6? Then Peter said, brother, where, where, where shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. You. You know, now you have to acknowledge that the, the, the thing that is sustaining you is not the things around. It is in him. The Bible says that we live, we move, and what? Have our being. It is not in any of the things that we are surrounded us with. It is a blessing. You get it. We are on a journey with God. It's like moving from here to Manchester. As you are moving from here to Manchester, you realize that, oh, actually, as you are going, we see a very nice, a very nice valley. We see a very nice, it's, it's, it's on, on our way. We, we just enjoy it as we are moving. As we are with God, he blesses us. And as he's blessing us, we are just walking with you. We, the, the, the main purpose is not a blessing. We are, we are on a journey with God, and that's what we are supposed to be doing. So all these things that we are getting, it's just, it's just but unfortunately, some of us, when you get it, then we just, oh, you are going to Manchester. You are five minutes into the journey. He has a lot in store for you. A lot. A lot. Amen. Psalm 116 from verse 1. The Bible says, I love the Lord because he has heard me, my voice and my supplications. Because he has claimed his ear to me, therefore I will call upon him as long as I live. The pains of death surrounded me and the pangs of shield laid hold on me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I implore you, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. David got more closer and closer and closer and closer because he was more blessed and blessed and blessed. David, you know, the way David was dancing when he had nothing, he even danced more when he was a king than when he had nothing. You remember when he was dancing and his wife came to tell him that, oh, I never expected a king to be dancing this way. You should be dancing. No, no, no. David said, you don't know where I'm coming from? You don't know? If it's not for bread, where God brought me, I couldn't have even been able to marry you in the first place. Please keep quiet. 
Yes. You, you are just an addition because of God blessing me. That's why you also came. Be serious. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So as he blesses us, the more we serve him. As he blesses us, the more we do the things that. It's not like, you know, at a point you, you actually even don't, and that's where it becomes dangerous because you don't even need the blessings anymore. No, 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 no. All your prayer, to, you know, you know, at some point, the prayer topics, somebody said that a good amount of cash can make your prayer become very little, you know. A good, like, 10 million pounds. Your prayer, about 95% of your prayers will be answered. <laughs> it will be answered easily because you want a house. 10 million pounds, you can buy a house. Oh, oh, oh. Everything will be sorted out. Everything will be sorted out, yes. And a good check will, will actually limit a lot of your prayers. Yeah. Because a lot of your prayers is money you need. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, am I offending somebody? <laughs> Are you happy you came to church this morning? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we should not be in it for the blessing alone. Yeah. So as he blesses us with those houses and dancing, we are honoring him with our substance. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. We are honoring him. We are honoring him. As he's giving us that health, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter, Corinthians chapter 12 verse 15, it says, you must, be, you must spend and be spent. The health that you have, what are you using the health to do? Yeah. Suddenly you want to be on the bed, you say, oh, when God heals me and I come back, I'll give myself holy. Give it now. So that you don't even end there in the first place. Amen. Amen. So, last but one, then I'm done. Fourth one, when, how will I know that I am rightly thankful? It's when I propagate or spread God's praises to posterity or even to others. When I spread God's praises and God's faithfulness to others. Most of us, when you say we should go for evangelism, you say, oh, I don't know what to say. Use your life. What God has done in your life as, as what a message, a message. Tell your children, tell your, uh, the, the, your friends, let them know. The Bible said they overcame by what? The blood and by their words of what? Their testimonies. Yeah. You have a testimony in your mouth. Use it. Amen. Psalm 44 verse 1. Psalm 44 verse 1. Psalm 44 verse 1. We have heard with our ears, oh God, our fathers have told us the deeds you did in their days, in days of old. Our fathers have told us. So you see, even though we are, they are not around, their words have been eternalized in the minds of their children because our fathers have told us the deeds that God did. Yeah. So it's not just unto him, but we also let it's, it's not just vertical, but it's not we are letting others know that this God, He's a faithful God. This God, just follow Him. He knows what He's doing. This God, you cannot do without Him. This God, He will protect you. This God, He has your back. 
those words that you are speaking, you know, that, that's what the Israelites are saying. Our fathers told us what God did in their days. The miracles, the wonders, the things that he did in their days. Yeah. So we give testimonies of God's mercies. We give testimony of God's provision. We give testimony of God's deliverances. We give testimony of God's faithfulness to us. Because, you know, some of these things, even though sometimes you might be tempted, oh, people get in but sometimes when you share your testimony with you see that it sort of encourages people. Oh, then, I, then, then God can do it. Because if God has done it for this person, somebody said if God has done it for your neighbor, that means he's in the neighborhood. He's still around. He's not going very far. Yeah. The, you know, as Jesus was walking, the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus, got her healing, this man was also standing and said, oh, my son, who is just about dying, if the man has been able to heal this person, then I'm in a safe place. I should just relax. Because once he's done it for him, once he's done it for him, he will do it for me. Yeah. Amen. The last one. The last one. How do I know that I'm rightly thankful? When I see no worthiness no worthiness, no worthiness from ourselves that God is providing because we are worth it. No, but we, we don't see anything worthy, anything worthy, anything worthy. You are, you know, you know, you don't get to the place and say that, oh, this thing that God, he's supposed to do it. Hey, supposed to. Yeah, I've worked so much in his vineyard, I've, I've, I've earned it. Yeah. It's just some grace. It's just some Genesis chapter 32, verse 10. Genesis chapter 32, verse 10. And I know this story of Jacob is a story of a lot of people. He said, I'm not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which you have shown your servant. Uh -huh. For I crossed over this Jordan with my staff. And now I have come, I have become what? Two companies. Jacob is saying that when I was crossing this Jordan the other day, all that I had with me was my staff. My, my, the only property I had in this world is a staff. But I am crossing over again and I'm having two companies. You know what two companies? So he has married, he has two wives. Which, and each, each of the wives too have given the, uh, uh, the, the maids for him to marry. So he has 12 strong men plus servants, plus sheep, plus goat, plus this, plus that. When he was going to see Esau, because he was afraid, he divided them into two that, oh, even if he kills this, I have this at the side. So Jacob was saying that when I was crossing the other time, uh, the only thing I had with me was a staff. But now, and I believe that all of us have that story. When you started the year, or better still, when you came into this country, or better still, when you started something, all that you had was a particular thing. But you and I know that by God's grace, you have more than two companies. And you are not even worthy of it. Of the mercies, of the blessings, of the grace that God has shown, we are not worthy of it. Jacob said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worthy. I was, when I was crossing, actually me, I was even, I even, I, 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 I'm not a truthful person. I tell lies. Because I want to tell my father that I'm Esau when I'm not Esau. I want to get something to cover my skin. I'm, I'm, I'm a tracer. That's who I am. 
but God's mercy located me. And when I'm coming back, I'm coming back with two companies. Hallelujah. Yeah. In Psalm 8, Psalm 8, Psalm 8, Psalm 8 from verse 1. I'm ending. Psalm 8 from verse 1. He said, Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who have set your glory above the heavens. So he's describing who the God is. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man? That you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit. For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you've crowned him with glory and honor. God has crowned you and I with glory and honor. David looked like what God is. And you know, it's like a very prominent king deciding to show an interest in a servant. There's no comprising. It's like a premier team trying to play this, the, the one that is uh, Sandeli, yes. Or even below. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Manchester United playing Amley Times. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is the gap even wider between God and us. The gap is too wide. So David said, ah, if I look at all these things, what is man? What is man? What is in it at all? Because we don't contribute much. With or without us, you are God. So what, what are we doing differently? What, what are we bringing to the table? That you are showing interest in our life. First Chronicles chapter 17, my last scripture. First Chronicles chapter 17, verse 6. First Chronicles chapter 17, verse 6. 17, verse 16, sorry. So let me give you the background to this story. So King David went to Nathan and said, Oh, I am living in a very nice house. God is like he's living in tents and all that. So, the, the prophet told Nathan, uh, David that go ahead and do whatever is in your heart. So, David wanted to build for God. But God told Nathan to go back to tell David, that, no, tell him not to. Not to. Tell him not to. And rather, his son will build. Uh-huh. So, King David is saying that. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord. And he said, Who am I, O Lord? And what is my house? That you have brought me this far. I believe that we can all ask ourselves this question. Who am I, O Lord? And what is my house? That you have brought me this far. You have brought me. The, what, what did God do? Let's look at verse 7 and verse 8 of this same scripture. First Chronicles chapter 17, verse 7 and verse 8 of this same scripture. Verse 7, verse 8. Yeah. Now, therefore, thus you say to my servant David, that says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the sheepfold. Where did God take you from? From following the sheep. To be what? 
ruler over my people of Israel. Let's move on. And I have been with you wherever you have gone. This is our story. And have cut off all your enemies from before you and have made you a name like the name of great men who are on the earth. So verse 16, David comes back and said, Lord, Lord, verse 16, verse 16, he said, Lord, who am I? Lord, what is my house? That you brought me this far. God has been faithful. God has been faithful. God has been faithful. Let's give our hearts to Jesus.